we play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish strong. Yes, from the top. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Big Easy Bets. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. Today is my brother Zach's birthday. He's one of our biggest supporters, so happy birthday, Zach. Happy birthday, Zach. So this is episode number six. We're going to recap our picks from last week, and we got, uh, we're got we going to go over the UFC picks as well. And we're going to make our picks for uh, this coming week. So to start it off, the Tigers got it done. Went down to Austin, came out with a W. What are your takeaways from that game, Nick? Yep, um, Texas defense is a very good defense, and LSU's offense looked very good against them. Um, Joe Burrow, obviously, 471 yards passing, four touchdowns. For the first time in LSU's history, we had three wide receivers with over 100 yards receiving in a single game. Uh, this offense is for real. Burrow looked fucking incredible. Burrow looked ridiculous. He had the the tip ball, which resulted in an interception. But I mean, my goodness, he looked fantastic. What what four hundred and seventy something yards, four touchdowns. Jamar Chase had over a hundred. Justin Jefferson had over a hundred. Who was the third one? Terrence Marshall. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I I'm I'm curious of what is going on with Emory. I didn't see Emory hardly at all in that game. Yeah, I don't know if they're saving Emory or. Um, I mean, Edward Zelaer was running yeah, really solid. Edward Zelaer did very well. Not not many other running backs got touches. Couple it, couple question marks on the defensive side. I felt like uh, the corners. I don't know why they wouldn't press and in the uh, short yarded situations, giving them easy, playing five yards yeah, off, letting them our, pick up two um, yards easy. The reason this game was so close is because. Texas's offensive line did a phenomenal job protecting Ellinger. Um, I expected LSU's defensive front to put much more pressure on Ellinger. Um, I'm not sure how many times we sacked him, but I know there was a lot of plays where he had ample a t- ample amount of time to throw the ball. Yeah, that was the difference. I felt Burrow had to kind of scramble out the pocket. Yeah, and, Burrow uh, played some phenomenal. Plays. I mean, they were blitzing him, and he was – having to scramble, step up in the pocket, take shots while delivering accurate throws, and he did that, especially on that third and 17. That last play to seal it was fucking incredible. Justin Jefferson. That was incredible. Moving up in the pocket, scrambling out to his left, and getting hit as he's throwing. I mean, you can't make a better throw than that. That was on the money. So LSU went in, got the job done. We were both big on LSU, minus four and a half. They covered the spread and obviously won the game. So this was a big weekend for uh, – the state of Louisiana. Last night, the Saints pulled out one of the most incredible games I've ever been to against the Texans in the Dome. Uh, we I bet the over, so it was best of both worlds there. Um, it was looking looking real bleak on hitting the over, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the Texans have the ball. And I remember saying, I was saying, okay, well, obviously I want the Saints to win. Worst case scenario, Texans go down and score, and at least the over hits. This is week one. We'll be all right. Well, they go down and score in 15 seconds, which was ridiculous. And then Drew Brees does what Drew Brees does. Comes down, surgically leads us down the field, gets us in field goal range. And then Will Lutz with the best kick of his career. 
seals the game. That was incredible. Yeah, what was there? 13 points scored within the last minute of this game? <laughs> yeah, it was the so, first Monday night game ever to have two lead changes within the final minute. And there's, I think it was like the 780th game being played on Monday night. Yeah, but the refs made a mistake in this game that almost cost the Saints. Yep. At the big um, what else end of the new? first half, uh, Mike Thomas catches a ball for first down. The first mistake they make is calling them short. Yep. They review it. At the end of the review, they forget to reset the clock to 42 seconds. Yeah, they leave it at 26, which is what I was trying to say. You need to add time back on the clock because they didn't add time from when Drew Brees did the quarterback sneak to get the first down. That play didn't count because they went back and reviewed it. There should have been, what, as you said, what was it? There should have been 31 seconds or 32 yeah, seconds after 30, the runoff. Yeah, there should have been a 10-second runoff. That was correct, but they did not reset the game clock after – the reversal of the call and that cost um the saints 16 uh, seconds yeah i mean that cuts it in easily half easily another play to uh get a completion and down the ball with a spike yeah so we wound up so, kicking a 56 yeah. yard field goal lutz misses it i mean you get another one maybe two plays out of that i mean then it's a much more manageable field goal they were playing off drew Brees can drew Brees can get you eight yards every time throwing the ball so he can he could have moved that up and made it a much more manageable field goal. That was that was ridiculous. Yeah, especially in a game where the refs are going to be under uh, a microscope because of what happened in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, y'all follow they it up have, that uh, shit. They should have officiated a flawless game, but they didn't. And uh, the NFL needs to get their shit together. The officials need to understand the rules. I mean, this is the they should have had the best officiating crew uh, they have on this game. I'm sure they yeah Monday tried to night do that, football. But Monday night football, first game back in the dome after what happened last year in the NFC Championship game, and y'all are gonna make a mistake like that. That could have cost us the game. Yeah, if it weren't for Drew Brees' execution at the end and Will Lutz making a phenomenal kick, 58 yards. Um, this would be one of the biggest storylines of the week if uh, yeah that doesn't happen so yeah mike Pereira, the head of officiating tweeted out and said unless i'm going crazy they just made a terrible mistake with the uh Not, with the game yeah clock. and i knew i knew um from right there that they made a mistake with with not resetting and credit to uh espn and those guys at the end of the towards the end of the game they come out and they explained it and they um made explicit the mistake that was made by the referees but at the end of the day Will Lutz stepped up and made the best kick of his career. I was real critical of Lutz um, three years ago. Um, it was after we were coming off that last 7-9 and nine season when the Broncos blocked the kick and returned it for a touchdown. And he had a kick blocked against the Giants. I think he had one against the Ravens. He was getting his kicks blocked left and right. I remember I commented something on uh, Instagram. Somebody was praising Will Lutz, and I said, let's not forget that he almost single-handedly cost us at least three games because he can't kick the ball over the line. And Will Lutz actually went and liked that comment. And from then on, it's been a hell of a kicker. So I'm, I'm not saying I was the reason, but I'm just saying I, yeah. I added fuel to that fire, clearly. Yeah, Will Lutz had um, problems with low kicks early in his career, and credit to the Saints and Sean Payton for keeping him around, believing in him. Yeah, sticking with him. He's definitely one of the best kickers in the league and has one of the strongest legs that was and showing he's proven, off last he night. And he has proven time and time again that he is clutch as can be. Minnesota, he stepped up there. Drew picking up that fourth down, the Minnesota Miracle game. 
Lutz had to hit that kick, and he did right down the middle. He's proven in the big moments he's going to make the kick. I mean, to come back out there after missing a 56-yard field goal and then saying, all right, we're going to move you two yards back. You got to kick this one for the win now. Yep, he won a redemption. And he got it. No, that was that was incredible. I was going crazy. That's probably why my voice sounds a little off right now. I was uh, – I think I almost passed out there for a second. It was – it was the most. It was the best atmosphere I've ever seen in the dome. So let's uh, let's dive into these picks. So as you know, we both had LSU minus four and a half. That was a winner. Um, I had Army plus twenty three. They almost won the damn game. Uh, if they if, if they had Will Lutz on the team, I guess they would have won the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but hell of a game by Army. Michigan. Michigan's not there. Harbaugh's on his way out. I don't believe in Shea Patterson. That's what I said last time on the last episode. And uh. Yeah, did, that w- did Patterson get hurt or did they pull him? Because at one point there was a different quarterback. Yeah, in the I think they were just running him in for like a different look. But Patterson came back in after that because I remember okay. we were talking about that. Um, so I also had UCF minus 10. That game was never in doubt. That was a blowout. That was an easy pick right there. Um, Boise minus 12 and a half. Yeah, that one did not go as expected. Um that game, I'm going to toss that up there as a bad beat. Minus 12 and a half. They got in the red zone. They won by seven, 14 to seven, three times in the red zone with no points. Came away with no points three times in the red zone. That should have been an easy win. And then I had Utah minus 22 and a half against Northern Illinois. I went to the well one too many times uh, this week. I was riding high from Boise and Utah the week before. Again, Utah won by 18. They had ample opportunities to cover this game. They're a much better team than Northern Illinois, but it happens. So three and two on the weekend, picking college. I'll take that. That's a winner. Um, so who'd you have? Um, yeah, this week in college football, I went three and zero. Oh. I had LSU minus four and a half. They get a big win. They win by seven forty-five to thirty-eight in Austin. Um. I had Texas A&M plus 19. This game came down to a fourth and goal. <laughs> um, Texas A&M threw a touchdown to make it 24 to 10 with 10 seconds left. Tell them to bring so me I, my money. Yep, I covered the point, so <laughs> there we go. And I had UNC plus six and a half going against Miami. Um, so you turned around and you hopped on the Tar Heels this week. Yep. Last week you went against them. And quarterback Sam Howell led uh, Carolina down the field to win the game 28-25. All right, so 3-0 and for Nick, 3-2 and for me. That brings our overall records for college. Uh, me to 6-6, six and six, him to 6-5. and five. Uh, Overall, Big Easy Bets record for college, 10-7. and seven. So we're making – we're coming back. Rough start following up with uh, two solid weeks after that. Um so let's move on to the NFL. The Thursday night game was the Bears minus uh, Bears minus three versus the Packers. This game was played in Chicago. I was on the Bears as Nick was on the Packers. Mitchell Trubisky looked horrible. Yep, Trubisky ain't shit. He looked fucking terrible, dude. He overthrowing receivers, underthrowing receivers, just making bad throws. He had open guys. Allen Robinson played pretty solid. Um... This was, I mean, that Bears defense still looks good, just as good as last year. Yeah, the Bears defense is still for real. 
what surprised me was um how good the Packers defense played. If you would have told me before this game started that the Packers were only going to score 10 points, I would have said, well, I'm shit out of luck. Yeah, that's what I said. If you can hold Aaron Rodgers to one touchdown, you should win the game every time. Every time. But no, I, I, I was skeptical on the Packers defense last episode. That's part of why I went with the Bears. But no, they definitely have improved their defense big time. Yep, Packers, Swiss cheese, defense, no more. <laughs> yeah, Mitchell Trubisky. You blew it! So the easiest bet of the week for me, without a doubt, was Ravens minus seven against the worst team in the league in the Dolphins. This game was never close. Lamar Jackson absolutely put on a clinic. Uh, I've got a friend of mine who thinks Lamar Jackson's going to be the best quarterback of all time texting me. I said, chill out. The Dolphins are 60-1 to to win the division. He could personally go out there and probably throw for three touchdowns and four interceptions. Um, Ravens minus seven, never a doubt. Easy pick. Actually parlayed that with the Saints over, which was looking not good to start and then came back from the dead. And then I had the Cardinals plus 120 on the money line. This game resulted in a tie, which they looked horrible in the beginning. Terrible. I mean, the announcers were lighting up Kingsbury. Kyler Murray was missing easy throws. And then he started clicking towards the end. Really, that fourth quarter, they really started clicking. They made a push. And honestly, they they had plenty of opportunity to win that game, but results in a damn yeah, tie. Yeah, I think the Cardinals would have won this game if they um, – Decided to run the ball more in overtime, but they went with the pass. I only think they ran it one or I two know, times. Dude, feed David Johnson. Yeah, David Johnson in this game averaged four point six yards per carry. Um, he, he caught he like got a thirty-yard touchdown too. Yeah, he got the ball one time in overtime and got a six-yard gain. But then they completed that long pass to Fitzgerald, and they tried tried to pass it, and things weren't open. Kyler Murray had a scramble. And they ended up – they settled for a field goal in that situation. Yep. And they uh, – who'd they play? The, the, the Lions. The, the Lions also got a field goal, and that game ended up being a tie. Yeah, and the Lions actually could have sealed this game. They uh, wound up calling a timeout right before the snap, and Matt Stafford found a guy in the slot – or in the, uh, in the flat and picked up the first down, but they called a timeout before that play and then didn't pick it up. So Stafford was furious. He was not very happy. So talk to me about the Jaguars. You had the Jaguars plus four. Um, yeah, the Jaguars got beat by the Chiefs 40-26. to 26. Um, Nick Foles broke his clavicle in the first quarter. Later in that half, Miles um, Jack was ejected for throwing a punch. With all that, um, the Chiefs still won by 13 points. Um, I mean, 14 points. Even if Foles was in the game, and he, even if Miles Jack was in the game, I don't think this game would have been that close. Um, Gardner Minshew came into the game and completed 88% of his passes, which is an uh, NFL record for somebody making their debut with at least 15 pass attempts. Um, this guy's got the best mustache in the league. Yeah, Gardner uh, Mighty Mustache Minshew <laughs> is what I like to call him. He's, um, he's first, followed by yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, the Chiefs are still, are still very good on uh, it's going to be hard to stop that offense. I thought that the Jags' defense may have a shot at it, but uh, it was proven to go the other way. Sammy Watkins uh, <laughs> reintroduced himself to the league. 
Yeah, Sammy Watkins, they need to give him a drug test. <laughs> Did you see Patrick Mahomes miss Travis Kelsey wide open because that moron decided to do a no-look pass? No, I didn't watch it. You didn't see that? Uh-uh. Yeah, he uh, scrambles out to his left and looks to his right. Kelsey's wide open in the back of the end zone on the left side and threw it like six feet over his head. Like, come on now. Don't get carried away. Make the fucking throw. Yeah. I got Kelsey in one of my fantasy leagues. Make the throw. Yeah, Kelsey's a beast. Mahomes is a beast. And Sammy Watkins apparently is a beast yet again. I guess so. Yeah, going back to the Clemson Tyree days. Kills. Yeah, he's out for a few weeks. That's uh, Everybody's breaking their damn collarbone this week. Colby picked him fourth overall. Yeah, questionable pick there. But, hey, that's all right. <laughs> Let some uh, quality players drop to the rest of us. So, all right, let's uh, – Actually, before we move on, we'll recap UFC. Oh, we have Fal- Falcons as well. Oh, yeah, my bad. I had the Falcons plus three and a half. They got off to a terrible start. Matt Ryan throws um, two interceptions. Lousy throws, just puts them up in the air. He's got an MVP, and Drew Brees does not. Yeah, Matt Ryan's um, third worst quarterback in in, in our All time? division. Oh, right. Um, the Falcons... Though they fought back towards the end, but not enough time on the clock. Uh, this game ends up being 28-12. to 12. The Vikings take it. And you also had the Saints over 53, as did I. Yep. So, Will Lutz hits that kick. Tell him to bring me my money. And we're heading, on, we're heading to collect our winnings. Um, so, yeah, UFC, what was it, 242? I uh, had Khabib, which was a easy pick. I mean... It's not really any point picking against the guy. He's minus 550. Then I also had Paul Felder. This fight was close. This fight was not one-sided by any means. It went to decision. Felder won by split decision. I could have saw it going either way. I wouldn't have been mad if it went Barboza's way. One judge had it three to nothing, Felder. Yeah, it was questionable to say the least. But we'll take it. That improves the uh, UFC record to 4 and 0 you decided to go with the diamond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Poirier had his ass in a chokehold. I, I thought know. he was going to get him. I know. The, the damn guillotine. Yeah, and he, he exerted all of his energy. I mean, after Khabib got out of that, I knew that the fight was over. Right yeah, he there. had fucking noodle arms from there. Right. So, yeah, Khabib won. Felder won. 2-0. and That makes Nick's record 2-2 two and two when it comes to UFC. Um, so, this week, we uh, will start with college. Um, I'm riding with UCF again, minus seven and a half versus Stanford, the Cardinals. Remember we were talking about that? What's their mascot? You called them the McCaffreys? Yeah. They're the Cardinals. Yeah, the Cardinals. Is it just the Cardinal? Or uh, is it the Cardinals? I think it's plural. I, th- I think I think it's multiple. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. A flock of Cardinals. Um, I don't know why their mascot's a tree. I told y'all birds love trees. Yep. Like the Jayhawks, who barely beat uh, the Sycamores and then lost this past week. Right? Yeah, the Jayhawks lost to... um, Whoever the hell they were playing. Doesn't matter. They lost 12-7. I mean, that was... (laughs) (laughs) What is this? A real barn burner. (laughs) Everyone returned from the war and uh, (laughs) can't even get 20 points put up on the board? I mean, Jesus Christ. Oh, man. All right. 21st century or what? (laughs) So UCF went with freshman quarterback Dylan Gabriel. 
this past week, so he seems to have won the starting job, which confuses me a little bit because they had the transfer of Brandon Wimbush from uh, Notre Dame. But Gabriel had two touchdown passes, one of 57 yards, the other 74 yards, so the kick can throw the ball. His completion percentage was not very good. I want to say he was like 9 for 17. But they did put up for, uh, 574 yards of offense against Lane Kiffin's FAU. And their run game is serious. They had 312 yards rushing. Greg McCray had 14 carries for 93 yards and a touchdown. Bentavius Thompson, that's a name right there, had 7 carries, 91 yards and a touchdown. Otis Anderson had 6 carries for 75 yards and a touchdown. And then two other running backs also had a touchdown themselves. They had five different running backs score a touchdown. Stanford just gave up 115 yards rushing on the ground, which is not not that many, but they did give up three rushing touchdowns, and they struggled uh, against UFC's air raid offense. And Gabriel obviously proved that he can sling the rock all over the field. So I'm going to go with UCF here. I like to uh, – clearly I like to take a winner and then ride them the next week, which is not always the best idea, but – I don't believe in, in uh, Stanford. They just, they're just they coming off, uh, I think it was a 20-45 to 45 loss to USC, whose starting quarterback went down. So we're going to go with uh, UCF there, minus 7.5. You got a pick for us for yep, college? Yep, and I'm going back to the well again after I shit in it in week one when I picked, um, <laughs> who'd I pick over to beat, uh, UN, uh, pick South Carolina to beat UNC, but I went with North Carolina last week. And I'm going with them again this week. They're underdogs for the third straight week. How many games do these guys have to win to become a favorite? Uh, North Carolina plus three against Wake Forest. Wake Forest has a good offense, not so good defense. Um, UNC has a very good defense, in my opinion, especially in the back end. They have a good running game, averaging 167 yards per game against two quality defenses. Sam Howell. A great game manager, and uh, he keeps making play, big plays in crunch time. I think UNC can win this game. I'm going with them um, plus three against Wake Forest. So you pick against them week one, and then the next two weeks you're riding with them. Yeah, I'm, I got to drink all the shit water out so the water becomes clean again. It fooled me. We can't get fooled again. They fool you once, can't get fooled again. All right, so I am going to go with, for my second pick, Florida State plus seven and a half versus Virginia. This is not a popular pick. Florida State sucks. They should have just got beat by ULM. They should have went at least to another overtime, but ULM's kicker missed the extra point. How you do that, I don't know. Um, Yeah, plus seven and a half. I think Virginia's a little overrated. I like the quarterback for Florida State. This is not a popular pick, I know. But I'm doing it. Florida State, plus seven and a half. I don't feel good about it. Hey, I was looking at this game, and I was tempted to go with Florida State, but I ain't betting on them thugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's the quarterback? Blackman? I mean, he, yeah, I mean, the guy looked like he was going to be up for Heisman against Boise State in the first half. Yeah, and no, I, I do like Kendall Browse, uh, their offensive coordinator. It wouldn't surprise me if Florida State could win this game, but uh, they had a close one last week against ULM that's <laughs> – uh, the University of Louisiana Monroe. Who? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not not a good sign there. Um, but screw it. We're going Florida State plus seven and a half versus Virginia. Yeah, I mean Florida State still has an explosive offense. They've put up a lot, a uh, decent amount of points in both their games. 
I mean, we'll see. If they can get their shit together, they could probably win this game. We're going to find out. So, all right, you got a second one for us? Um, I like Washington State against Houston. Washington State is favored eight and a half points. That's the Friday game, right? Yep. North Carolina Wake Forest is on Friday. Washington State Houston is on Friday. Um, Washington State has an explosive offense, putting up 606 yards per game. Their defense is decent as well. I like their quarterback, Anthony Gordon. I think Washington State wins this game by double digits against Houston. Houston's got a solid team now. They're talking about that whenever they played Oklahoma. They they put up some points on them. What's the spread? Eight and a half. Yeah. I don't think this game's going to be that close. I mean, Washington State – their offense is very, very good, and I don't think Houston's going to be able to stop them. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going Oklahoma minus 22.5 versus the Dorian Thompson-Robinson-led UCLA Bruins. Fuck them. I'm betting the house against them. But, honestly, this one scares me, too. I'm not betting the house. This one scares me, too. You, yeah, you're o- only going to bet the car on this one. Yeah, right? Oklahoma's defense is uh, suspect a little bit. And I mean, God, I could. This will be the game that. Oh, he, Dorian Thompson Robinson. I will not call him DTR. You don't get a nickname when you suck. Um, this will be the game he finds a stride and starts putting up some points. But it could also be the game that he continues to not be able to complete a single pass at all and be terrible. Oklahoma's going to put up points. Jalen Hurts is going to try to keep that. Uh, that Heisman candidacy going, even though I don't think it's going to happen. There's not going to be three in a row from Oklahoma. So, yeah, Oklahoma minus 22.5 versus UCLA. Yeah, I like this game as well, although I'm not picking it. Um, 22.5 points isn't that many against a UCLA team that is awful, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, Watch, they're going to start jo- I'm gonna They're going to start to Kelly. see what that um, – What the line does. Yeah, what the line does and what that first half line is because I think – um, it's a good point. Oklahoma could get off to a fast start and maybe let off the gas. Who knows? Um, yeah, I'm going to wait to see what that first half line becomes. I haven't been able to find it yet. Um, yeah, that's a good point. The so that's first what half I'm going to do. The first half will be something to look at for sure. Watch, this will be the game that Joshua Kelly comes back in and goes for 200 yards rushing. I don't even know if he played last week. Yeah, but still, I, I like – I mean – UCLA, Oklahoma's a top team. UCLA is not a top team. Um, I would never bet UCLA. (laughs) Never again. No. So I'm going against all of my instincts here. This should not be the pick, but I got to do it. Boise State minus 31 and a half versus Portland State. Who the fuck is Portland State? I don't know, but I know Hank Bachmeyer. That kid's got heart. He's got guts. We need guts. Mahone, I don't know if he's back. I don't even know. I don't even know. I'm going into this one blind. Minus 31 and a half. I'm not going to watch the game. It's too many points. I'm just going to hope. Not the best analysis there, but I guarantee that they cover the spread. Mm. How about that? Yeah, I mean... um. So far, it looks like Boise State's a team that plays to their competition. (laughs) 
I mean, they had <laughs> two uh, somewhat close games. They should have covered the damn spread yeah, last I mean, week, they could though. Have scored a, they definitely could have scored a touchdown on that last uh, drive, and they ended up kneeling. Oh, on the six. They're taking the six a knee on line. the six-yard line. But um, that first game against Florida State, they got off to a bad start. They seemed like they got off to a slow start against Marshall as well. Yep. That seems like a dangerous pick to me, but I don't know. Well. 31 is a lot of points from a team that we haven't. I don't know. I'm I don't know shit about Portland State. I'm sure they're not very good, but. Um, yeah, I mean, if Boise State's 31 and a half point favorites, they got to be bad, right? I guess. We're going with them. We're riding with the Blue Broncos again, third week in a row, and then hopefully never have to do it again. So, just to recap, I have UCF minus seven and a half, Florida State plus seven and a half, Oklahoma minus twenty two and a half, and Boise State minus thirty one and a half. Do you got any more? Yeah, I got Maryland minus seven and a half going against Temple. Uh, Maryland's defense is very good, only allowing two hundred thirty four yards per game. Maryland kicked the shit out of uh, Syracuse. Yep, their their defense only allows 35 rushing yards per game. Their offense is averaging 71 points per game. 71. 606, <clears throat> 636 yards per game. Um, and they played Syracuse, which is a quality opponent. Temple. Yeah, they were ranked. Also has a decent offense and a uh, decent defense this year in terms of uh, yards allowed and yards gained. But they played Bucknell. Bucknell? Bucknell. Bucknell? Bucknell. Never heard uh, of it. Yeah. So, I think Maryland wins this game by double digits against Temple. I like their offense and their defense is solid. I think Maryland um, could surprise a lot of people this year. Yeah, if they stop training their kids and letting them die in the off season. Survival of the fittest, <laughs> I guess. I, I guess it's working. That's the secret sauce over there. Um, Natural selection. So go ahead and recap all your selections for uh, college. I got North Carolina against Wake Forest. North Carolina plus three. Washington State against Houston. Washington State minus eight and a half. I have Maryland against Temple. Maryland minus seven and a half. Okay. All right, we're looking for another profitable week with uh, college football. Let's move on to the NFL. The Thursday game, NFC South opponents who the nfc south every single one of them got a loss last week except the saints that's always good start the season off leading the division so we got the panthers minus six and a half versus the buccaneers this game is in carolina who do you like in this one? Ooh, this is a hard game to pick it's conference um division game Division rivals Tampa versus Carolina. Um, Tampa Bay's defense did pretty well last week, even though they. Yeah, what did Garoppolo do in that game? Did he throw any picks? I'm not sure. I didn't watch the game, but from. Yeah, from I wasn't watching that one. I mean, it didn't look like they surrendered a whole lot of yards. Uh, it was 31 to 17, final score. I'm going to go with the Panthers in this one. I love Christian McCaffrey. I think Cam Newton tries to have a bounce back week, and I think DJ Moore could score a touchdown this week to win the game by seven points. 
All right. Well, I'm with you there. I'm taking the Panthers, too. You can't bet the Buccaneers. Jameis Winston's fucking terrible. Bruce Arians, they can't, he, They brought him in. They're thinking he could turn Jameis around. You can't turn around, stupid. He's terrible. I hate Jameis Winston. Never liked him. I told you, ever since he ate a W, he, he ate his career away. That was, that was all she wrote. Touching fucking Marshawn Lattimore in the back of the helmet. Provoking him. And then Mike Evans wants to come clean him out when he's not looking. They deserve everything they get. Jameis Winston sucks. Taking Panthers minus six and a half here. Um, so we are in agreement on the Thursday game. Another one I have is uh, the Chargers versus the Lions. This game is in Detroit. I'm taking Chargers minus two and a half here. Detroit just played the Cardinals with their new offense and their rookie quarterback to a tie. Not good. Phillip Rivers is still Phillip Rivers. Um, Austin Eckler looked really good in that game. Keenan Allen caught a touchdown. Got Mike Williams in fantasy. Don't know what exactly happened there, but uh, oh well. Uh, they're, he's back, they're actually looking at his knee. So uh, hoping nothing too serious there. But yeah, I'm taking the Chargers minus two and a half here versus the Lions. I don't believe in the Lions. I picked the Cardinals on the money line this past week. Um, so yeah, Chargers minus two and a half. You got another one? I'm going back to the Packers. Um, it's the Vikings going into Green Bay playing the Packers. The Packers are favored two and a half points. I think the Packers' defense is going to be able to stop the run enough, and I think Minnesota's defense will play well, but this game's going to come down to Aaron Rodgers versus Kirk Cousins, and I'm going to take Kirk. Um, I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers in that matchup. Um, I think the Packers win this game by at least three points. Okay. Um. I'm going to the Buffalo Bills versus the New York Giants. Taking the Bills minus two. This game's in New York. The Giants look terrible. It's only a matter of time before Eli gets sat down. Daniel Jones is going to play this year. I said it on the first episode. It's only a matter of time. They're going to put him in. Eli looked bad. The Bills have a solid defense. They turned that into a game um, versus the Jets. They came back and won that game, didn't they? The Bills versus the Jets? Yeah, the Bills won by one point. Yeah, they were down a good little bit. The Jets looked like they were going to run away with it. And then uh, Josh Allen leads the triumphant comeback. Cowboy Allen. Um, so, yeah, I'm going with the Bills here. I don't believe in the Giants at all. So, Bills minus two. Another one I like is the uh, Chicago Bears versus the Denver Broncos. This game's in Denver, taking the Bears minus one and a half. I don't feel good about this either. I feel I'm hoping Trubisky. Um, I'm hoping Trubisky can not suck as bad as he did on Thursday. That's all you have to do with that defense is not suck. Yeah, if if if, if the Bears focus on running the football, playing good defense, which we know they can do, the Bears are going to win this game easily. Yeah, feed feed Montgomery. Feed David yeah, they, Montgomery. They, they need to run the ball because when you have a defense that's that good, its best friend is a running game, and a quarterback's best friend is also a running game. When you have a quarterback that sh- seems to be struggling, uh, run try to run the football a little more and see if you can help him out. But, um, yeah, that's not a bad pick this week. Uh, Bears going into Denver. Only favored one and a half points. Yep. You got another one? That brings us to uh, the game of the week. Redemption game? Yep. Saints 
two-and-a-half-point underdogs going into Los Angeles. I'm taking Saints on the money line. I can't not do it. Are you kidding me? They're going to come into this game so fired up. I, and I just want to say, Drew Brees' pregame huddle last night had me prepared to run through a wall head first. That was – he said, we saw the devil and we're still here. And then just everybody's locked in on him. He's getting them all fired up. Drew Brees is the greatest quarterback of all time. You can't convince me otherwise. He's got the best pregame huddles of all time. I've been saying I wish he would bring back the chant, which is actually how we open up our episodes. That was 2009 when we won the Super Bowl. I'm taking Saints money line here. I don't know what's going on with Todd Gurley. Absolutely pissing me off. What he, he got 97 yards rushing. Yeah, and the backup running back got two touchdowns. Yeah, I'm not sure what I didn't really watch that game, but um he got he got see that, all of his yards basically in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I did see that Gurley did get 97 yards rushing on only I think 13 carries. Yeah, so, I'm in agreement with you. I like the Saints plus two and a half. Um, in I LA. Mean, do, do the Saints need any more motivation here? Uh, this is the revenge game. Um, the Saints were robbed of a Super Bowl berth last year against the Rams. Um, on the, yeah, we on know the Alvin, no call Alvin Kamara always has a big game against the Rams. Always. Last time in L.A., I remember he took he was hurdling people. He took one like 60 yards to the house. No, yeah, he does. Look for Drew Brees to have a big game, Alvin Kamara to have a big game, and look for our defense to play well. I think our defense – uh, gets a couple of turnovers in this game. Yeah, I want to see Demario Davis have a better game. He's uh, one of my favorite players on that defense. I was ecstatic when we picked him up from the Jets two years ago. I think uh, I think he's going to bounce back. He's we we were letting te- the Texans kind of gash us on the ground a little bit. Carlos Hyde was running all over us. I think that stops this next week. We should get uh, Onyemata back. I think he had a one game suspension, so that'll help bolster that uh, interior line. And then I see. I see Demario Davis having a big game next week. So we're both on Saints. Are you taking with the points or the money line? Yeah, I'm taking with the points. The only thing that concerns me is um, the depth that the Rams have at wide receiver and yeah, the lack of depth it seems that we have at defensive back. Dude, what can we put? Can we put Patrick Robinson in, please? Take PJ Williams out the game. Yeah, I didn't see Patrick Robinson last week. We paid him the money. He got injured in his uh, first season back. With he was us. the best slot corner in football the year before. Yeah, I think he made the Pro Bowl. Um, uh, PJ Williams, we we go through this every year. We go through it every single year. First game last year, he got torched by Calvin Ridley. Absolutely got destroyed. We had him as the outside corner, but he wasn't a slot corner. He was just a regular cornerback. And then we picked up Eli Apple. We moved him to the slot, and he started having a better year. He had the game against the Vikings, which actually won me a lot of money. So I was happy about that. He had his pick six. He's fucking terrible. Take him out. Put P.J. Williams in. He's the one. Kenny still scored the touchdown on him last night. That was on P.J. Williams. Oh, so you you want to keep Eli Apple in? Eli Apple looked bad too, but he's better than P.J. Williams. Yeah, but you just you said take him out and put P.J. Williams in. Oh, did I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, take P.J. Williams out and put Robinson in is what I meant at the slot corner. Yeah, yeah. P.J. Williams. Uh, he's long and lanky. He's decent 
size for a slot corner. He's just not good. He's one of those guys when you when you take in the test, he can't cover color in the bubbles. That, that's how bad he is at covering. <laughs> I mean, he's just terrible. Yeah, it's uh, he's he's, he's not um fast enough no, to keep up. Definitely with, not uh, wide receivers over the top. And um, that's the only that's one of the only weaknesses I think the Saints have in their defense. Um, yeah, they were playing a lot of only having two linebackers in and having that extra defensive back end. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do against the Rams and that stout wide receiving core that they have. Yeah, I mean, Dennis Allen. Get fool me, we can't get fooled again. Take him out. Get rid of him. Put PJ, I mean, put, God damn it, put Patrick Robinson in. God damn, I got PJ on the brain. All right, so we're both um, – Saints money line there. So to recap our NFL picks, I have Panthers minus six and a half on the Thursday night game. I got Chargers minus two and a half, Bills minus two, Bears minus one and a half, and Saints on the money line, baby. Who you got? I got Panthers minus six and a half on Thursday night football. I have the Packers minus two and a half at home against the Minnesota Vikings. And I have the Saints plus two and a half going on a, on a road against the Rams in Los Angeles. Redemption. Redemption. We're beating them by 30. All right, guys, before we go, I want to give a quick shout-out to a good friend of mine, Ryan Alfred. He uh, he streams video games on YouTube and Twitch. He puts out a lot of quality content. It's uh, it's a, definitely a fun watch. YouTube, his username is capital Q, quick, capital X, lowercase x, capital X, trigger. So capital T and trigger. So quick, triple X, trigger. And then on Twitch, you've got all lowercase, quick, XXX, trigger, 21. If you like watching uh, the streamers for the video games, Apex, Fortnite, all that, etc., he's definitely one to go check out. It's a uh, pretty entertaining watch for sure. So that will wrap up Episode 6 of Big Easy Bets. You guys know where to find us, Apple Podcasts. Make sure to subscribe, leave us five stars, leave a comment if you want. We're also on Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And... That ought to do it. Go Tigers. We're looking to uh, give you guys some more winners. Y'all guys have a, y'all have a good one.